Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike, and I'm here at home in one of the upstairs rooms of my house with my Bible open to Acts chapter 2, where it's the day of Pentecost, and the promised Holy Spirit has come upon the 120 that had gathered there to pray in Jerusalem on that day. And now Peter addresses the crowd and says there in Acts chapter 2, verses 32 through 36, God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. We've been talking about that it is the Holy Spirit working through the church that is God's only plan for transforming people, families, cities, nations. We have a treasure in jars of clay that we might see that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from man. Jesus wants to empower us through the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And we see this fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 there on, on Pentecost. Now, how is this fulfilled in our lives today? How do we position ourselves in faith to be filled with the Spirit so that we can be His witnesses, experience victory, be fruitful in every area of our lives? There's so much confusion surrounding this idea of being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's often connected to emotional experiences or rejected completely in response to those who say it has to look a certain way. But what does Scripture say? What we often don't understand is there is a scriptural basis by which we receive this empowering of the Holy Spirit. When we think being filled with the Spirit must be accompanied by an emotional experience, not that this can't happen, but when we make that experience the basis by which we believe we have received it, we at that point depart from our basic understanding of faith. Remember, faith follows fact. That is, faith is grounded in God's Word, not emotions, not wishful thinking, but hope based on truth. In John chapter 16, Jesus said, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus said that he must go so that he could send the Spirit. Now, why would that be the case? Why wouldn't he send the Spirit right then, immediately? Now, we begin to see why, when after the resurrection, 
Jesus gave the disciples the Great Commission. Remember that the very first thing Jesus said to them was, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go, disciple nations. Then in Acts chapter 1, he appeared to them again and told them to wait in Jerusalem and that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit came upon them and they would be his witnesses. And finally on Pentecost, the Spirit came upon them and Peter begins to explain to the crowd what it is that they are witnessing. There in Acts chapter 2 that we read before in verse 33 and 36, Peter says, Exalted at the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Then he says, Therefore let all Israel be assured of this, God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. According to Peter, why has the Spirit been poured out at this time? Because Jesus has been exalted at the right hand of God. He has been declared to be Lord in Christ, that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. It's on this basis that the Spirit has been poured out in this way. And for what purpose? So that we can be his witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So how can we be filled with the Spirit? Jesus said in Luke 11, verse 13, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, could he, could he have made it any more simple? When we ask him, though, how do we know if we have received what we have asked for? Let me ask you this. Is Jesus risen and reigning as Lord in Christ at the right hand of God? Has all authority been given to him? Then on that basis, I can know in faith that I have received what Jesus said I could ask for and that he would give to those who ask him. Think about it. This is the exact same way that we ask for forgiveness of sin. We believe that Jesus died on a cross and that his shed blood covers our sin debt. We know, therefore, that when we, we repent of sin and ask for forgiveness, God is faithful to forgive us based on this truth. Do I wait until I feel forgiven before declaring that I'm forgiven? No. No matter how I feel, I can know that God will be faithful to his word. In the same way, we can ask God to fill us with his Holy Spirit based on his word that says he will give to those who ask. And regardless of how I feel or what experience I may have or may not have, because of the fact that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God and is reigning as Lord and Christ and all authority has been given to him, I can know by faith that I have received the power that I need to accomplish the mission he has for me today. Let's ask God to fill us with his Holy Spirit today that we might receive power to be his witnesses wherever God sends us today. Amen.